the secret service is in charge of dealing with counterfeit money and the way that they prepare or train their agents for that is for them to constantly look at the real thing and then when something that's not real shows up they instantly realize it they can recognize a phony right away in chapter 3 verses 17 to 21 of Philippians chapter 3, Paul is giving warning that they should join in imitating him while he follows Christ. In other words, uh, keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example that you have from Christ, which we are following. Maybe that's where the Secret Service got the idea. God says, look at the real thing, and then you'll know how to spot a phony a mile away. Good morning and welcome to our continued look at Paul's letter to the Philippians. We are in chapter 3. We're going to pick up with verse 17. We remember that this letter is written by Paul to the church at Philippi in about 60 A.D., Paul is writing this from a Roman prison where he would have been chained to a, to a Roman soldier as his guard. And yet this, and, and also would known that, that his death was pretty much imminent. Yet the book of Philippians, the letter to the church at Philippi, is one filled with joy and peace, encouragement and contentment. Paul knew where to look. He looked to God because he was the source of all that was needed for his life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, help us to fix our eyes on you, to know the real thing, and then be able to spot anything that's different from the real thing immediately. Lord, open our hearts and minds that we may see and hear and receive your living word, and may we be changed forever changed from who we are into Christ's likeness. We pray it in his name. Amen. Verse 17, brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many of whom I have often told you and now tell you even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction, their God is their belly, and their glory is their shame with minds set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly bodies to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Amen. God bless this reading and perceiving of his holy word. Just prior to where we're reading today, Paul has been talking about Christ's likeness. That is, that, that the seeking to mature in Christ, for each Christian to become more Christ-like in their lives. And this is not us pretending to be little Jesus it is us 
yielding ourselves to the life of Christ in us because we know from Scripture that when we're born again, when we, we go from death, spiritual death, to life because we're born in death spiritually, and we only come to life when we're born again, born from above by trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, which is by a gift from God, grace, through faith in Christ, trusting in Christ, his finished work. When when that new birth happens, and, and hey, if that new birth has never happened for you, if you're listening to this and you've never been born again, meaning you've never gone from being spiritually dead to spiritually alive by being born again in Christ Jesus, man, let today be the day. Uh, the only thing you need is is to put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's to have, uh, we use the word repentance, it really means a change of mind from trusting yourself to putting your trust in God in the Lord Jesus Christ, who came and lived a sinless life that you and I uh, are required to live, but we're unable to live. And then he took our place. He took our punishment. He died. He, he took the death penalty for me and you. And so when we put our trust in him, the righteousness of Christ is imputed to us. We're, we're, we become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus when we're born again. So Paul is talking to the, to the Philippian church about the, that all of us are called to be Christ-like. He said, hey, I, I hadn't gotten this done yet, but I'm straining forward. I'm pressing on. I'm pushing to make it my own. In other words, he's acknowledging that he doesn't have everything right, and none of us do while we're in these fleshly bodies. But he wanted them to know. He said, man, I'm, I'm pushing hard after Christ. That's, that's my goal in everything that I do. So then when we get to today's verses, he said, look, that's what I'm doing. That's what God calls us to. Join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk, meaning who live their lives according to the example you have in us. To, to watch the real thing, watch people who are really seeking after Christ because they have Christ living in them. He's saying that's, that's how to move in the right direction is to know where to put your focus. And then he gives a warning for many of whom I have told you and now tell you even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Again, walk means to live. They're living their lives as enemies. They, they are pretending to be Christians. They've got on a Christian outfit, so to speak. But the reality is they're trying to, to make their way into a right relationship with God based upon outward things and upon earthly things. And, you know, we need the earthly things, and there's nothing wrong with having uh, nice things. But we can't put our hope in those things, and those things aren't going to sustain us. Those things aren't going to carry the day, and they sure aren't going to put us in a right relationship with God. That's Christ and Christ only. So while we live on this earth and while we can enjoy the things here that are not inconsistent with God and his word, uh, 
we set our minds on things above. We set our minds on the things of God, seeking Christ's likeness. But he's saying, look, there's a big group of folks that aren't working that way. In fact, they're working exactly the opposite. And you, you need to be, you need to watch out for them because they're pushing you in the wrong direction and their end is destruction. Their God, their, their glory is all about what they are on this earth. They want to look good to other people. They want to have the best things. He said, but that, that's not the example we're giving you. He said, we don't belong here. He said, our citizenship is in heaven. You know, I, I love that we're Americans, that those that live here, and, and I hope whatever country you live in, you're, you're proud of your country. But my citizenship ultimately is not in a country. It's in a person, and that person's name is Jesus Christ. My citizenship is in heaven by the grace of God, God's gift to me, not something I earned. Uh, and I receive by faith in in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so this this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. Uh, my home lies up somewhere beyond the blue. So we're we're just passing through. And he's saying our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. What are we waiting for? Here's what we're waiting for. That there's going to be a day when Jesus is going to appear in the clouds. Because when he went up to heaven, when he ascended to heaven, that we find that in the book of Acts in chapter 1, I'm pretty sure. And it says uh, he was talking to him, and all of a sudden he was raised to heaven. And an angel standing there looking at, at the disciples saying, why do you stand gazing into the heavens? He said, this same Jesus who just went up to you uh, by ascension is coming back and he will meet you in the air. And we know from many other scriptures that what will happen is every Christian who became in Christ from the day of Pentecost, the day the church started. The church is the body of Christ. It's not a building. From that day forward, every person who's in Christ who has died in their physical bodies but is alive and with God spiritually, all of them, their bodies will rise in the air. The graves will come open and their bodies will rise to meet Jesus and all Christians who are alive at that time will rise to meet Jesus. And what will happen? He said he will transform our lowly bodies to be like his glorious body. So we're working on Christ's likeness now, and that's our goal every day. But he's saying there's going to be a day when we will be transformed and we will be exactly like him. Our lowly bodies will be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. The scripture says every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus is Lord over all. They don't all recognize him as Lord, but there will be a day when they will willingly or unwillingly. And he's saying, but look, you guys, you need to live the rest of your life walking in the way that I've shown you to walk, 
follow, this is Jesus, follow, follow his footsteps, follow his manner of living, mostly his manner of loving, loving God the Father with all the heart, soul, mind, and strength, loving God, period, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit with all of our heart, soul, and mind, and loving our neighbor as ourself. That's what he's called us to. And he's going to be transforming us, using the events of our lives, the struggles, the blessings, all that happens to us, because we know it says in Romans eight twenty eight, for those who love God, all things work together for good, meaning whatever challenges we have, God works them out for good, for those who are called according to his purpose, for those he uh, foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, to be like Jesus. And that's what Paul's talking about here. So we need to keep our eyes on Jesus. We need to keep walking the way he's called us to walk. We, we need to be a witness to others. We need to be wary and, and be on guard because there are many who want to trans, transform us into their likeness instead of the likeness of God. And we need to be all about following Jesus, all about following Jesus, keeping our eyes on him. He is our example in all things. And we know that he's coming back and we're going to meet him in the air so we just thank God for that, and we thank God for his word, and I thank God for you and for your encouragement by us being together today to hear what God has to say and for us to be changed forever to become more like Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. Good day.